following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You, know, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Mahler Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning. A little gray and cloudy here in the Twin Cities today. Expecting some rain later on. Team is in Kansas City where hopefully the weather will clear long enough for Game 2 at least. of This uh, was supposed to be three-game series to commence later this afternoon. Phil Hughes and Jason Hamill. Jack Morris here in studio. Paul Molitor in Kansas City. And I guess, Paul, good morning to you first and foremost. And second of all, you've been uh, less manager and more weatherman the last couple of days. Hey, good morning to you guys. Yeah, we... Uh... We had a long rainy day here in Kansas City yesterday. I I went out looking for animals two by two, and then uh, start building the ark. It was it was some kind of deluge yesterday, but you know today is a little wet this morning. We're optimistic we might get a little bit of a a window here this afternoon, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to play some baseball. Paul, it seemed like uh, some of your guys are starting to heat up offensively. Phil Hughes coming off a pretty good outing. What does the weather do uh, to a veteran player like Phil? I, I'm sure you you're gonna let us know that not a whole lot it shouldn't you know i i think jack um you know your your time as a player and myself you the weather it's it, it dampens kind of uh you know the atmosphere it's very gray and overcast and still very wet but you got to prepare to play you know if if some point along the way they says it's a no-go then then you turn the switch off but it's a lot harder to turn it on thinking you might not play so you prepare like you're you're going to go out there and compete today. Yeah, Paul, I want to go back to the Friday game because we didn't have a chance yesterday to revisit with the, with the rainout and the, the early call from Kansas City. Uh, your team is playing right now with some confidence and has a sense, as Danny and I were talking after the game, that you know even if you're behind late, it really doesn't matter who's on the mound. That if you can just get the big guy into the batter's box, you've got yourself uh, more than a puncher's chance. Well, he's uh, you know, he's been a big part of of the. Uh... You know the wins that we've been able to put together, and even some of the games where we've come up a little bit short. He, he's uh, he's taking good at bats, at, you know, each and every day. And and the other day, getting a couple of big hits to produce four runs for us. Uh, but you know, we've of a handful of games that we lost. Um, you know, we had opportunities in the eighth or ninth inning, and we came up a hit short to either extend the game or possibly take leads. And you know, we all know in today's game with the with the back ends of other teams' bullpens, it's tough to make those comebacks, but to finally have what happened the other day was a, was a lift for our team for sure. Paul, when uh, when you design a baseball team and you take a pencil and put it to paper, you you, you always put a, a very a powerful hitter in the third or fourth spot, a guy that can uh, clean up some people on the base pass, and that's what we're seeing now. It's got to be a whole lot more enjoyable not only to manage this team to just watch as they steadily i think grow in their confidence and their ability to have quality uh, at bats i i think you know jack we're just barely over 20 games into the season and you know i i think we're a little ways away from potentially trying to describe our identity and all those type of things but mm-hmm. you know you you look for positives to build upon uh some of our young guys seem to be handling the early season a little bit better than last year, and, and certainly winning a few games has helped. Uh, we all would like to see that pace increase, hopefully, as we go forward. But, uh, yeah, you know, to, 
whether it's Kepler or Sano, uh, you know, Polanco taking good at bats each and every day. We've seen Buxton make a little bit of resurgence here over the last four games. Uh, and then you complement it with some of your guys with a little more experience, like, you know, Castro and Joe and Dozier. And, and, and you hope that the mix starts to find a way to gel together. You know, I, when your lineup's clicking from top to bottom and, and you feel like each and every inning you have a chance to get something going, it makes it a lot, a lot better for your club to compete uh, offensively. I have to go take you back a, a few years when you were a player because I'm curious to your take on this. There was a time as a player that you uh, could look at a lineup that you were in uh, hitting leadoff, and there would be a guy named Hagera or Vukovic on the mound, and you're pretty confident that they were going to go eight or nine innings. As a manager, you're pretty confident now that you're going to have to use the bullpen at some point almost in every single game unless Irvin throws a one-hit shutout. Uh what does that do to you as a manager? And, uh, you know, I know we're living in that generation now, but sure. how much fun would it be for you to know that uh, well, a couple guys in your rotation could go deep? Well, the involvement of the game has, has certainly made it more bullpen dependent and, you know, just the lack of complete games across the league. And and really, uh, you know, when, when a guy goes seven innings these days, it, it's it's more the exception than the rule. So, you know, you look for those days and you look for guys who can do that. Not only does it help, you know, spare your bullpen throughout the course of the year, but it's just a nice luxury for a manager. So, uh, but, you know, you have to understand that it's just not the way it is the, the majority of the time, and, and you try to, you know, shape shape your game plan to, to find a way to protect leads or give yourself a chance late. Uh, you know, we've, we've actually done fairly well with our innings from our starters. We had a little bit of a hiccup there for, you know, a handful of games, but uh, hopefully it was, you know, starting with Phil today, we, we can find ways to get deep in the bullpen with our starters and have a chance to win. We'll talk more about that with Paul Molitor, Jack Morris, when we return. Take a break here on the Paul Molitor Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. This is your home for Twins Baseball. This is Paul Molitor. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3, your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Chris Atterbury, welcoming you back to the Paul Molitor Show Sunday morning here from our network headquarters at Target Field. Jack Morris is here. He and I sipping on some coffee. Paul Molitor in Kansas City, hoping the weather allows us to play and uh, give the Twins a chance to uh, win uh, today against the Royals, make it five straight against Kansas City. Uh, You know, Kyle Gibson threw on Friday, Paul, and you mentioned the weather. We had off day, rain out. You've got an off day Monday. You're riding this four-man rotation. You've got an extra bullpen guy anyway with Hector on the bereavement leave. So you've got a lot of arms. The question is the arm that threw Friday, Kyle Gibson. What what were you looking for, and did you see enough to give you the confidence that Kyle's heading in the right direction? You know, we uh, we all feel that it was a, um, a tick better than some of the things that we had seen through the first uh, four starts, I believe. Uh, you know, I thought he maintained his composure a little bit better when things got rough um, as far as, you know, either walk or base hits or some of the things that happened. You know, he on the home run that uh, Perez hit, he, he just got one out over the plate and he didn't miss it. But, um, you know, he got he – got, fairly deep into the game and you know we we got the first out there in the sixth inning and decided to go ahead and turn it over to the bullpen the best that we could so um you know he's he's slated to come back and pitch again i think the last game uh, of the oakland series so um hopefully that they're 
will be continued improvement. I, I still think that some of the first pitch strike issues and some of those other things were a little bit inconsistent that we're, we feel is important for him to have the best chance, and, and I think he's very aware of that. So we'll just keep pushing him, work hard in between starts, and hopefully get ready for his next start come uh, Thursday. Paul, uh, Mejia goes down to Rochester and pitches solid seven innings. Uh, we've seen Barrios down there. Uh, it seems like he's, you know, Cy Young when he pitches in AAA. Uh, what do those guys have to do at that level to uh, impress everybody here that makes decisions to bring them back up and give them a chance? Well, everybody sees the numbers, and uh, I just don't think you can, you know, lean on those too heavily. It's, it's more the conversations that we have um, of what it actually looks like in person. You know, you, you can see whether there's the command that's necessary to be effective up here. Um, I'm glad those guys are doing well. A lot of us feel that, you know, Jose needs to continue to put together um, starts that are consistent with command and location uh, in all of his pitches. And, you know, for Adelberto to go down there and have a good start, we're, we're all very pleased about that. It sounds like from what I've heard that, you know, he was back in the zone. He didn't overthrow as much. He used his off-speed pitch as well, and he had an outstanding outing. So it's one of those things for him, most likely, we're going to want to see him string a few more of those together, and, and then we'll reconsider where we're at. We have been fortunate with the off days and such to not have to, you know, rush a fifth starter back in there. We're going to probably have to face that question uh, if weather holds up. Um, I think May 6th is the date, and, you know, we're, we're continuing to toss around ideas and we'll gather information as we get closer to having to do something there. Paul, I think our rating spike, every time you roll the R there and pronounce Alberto's first name, that was, I think <laughs> we got a big hit there. Hey, uh, you haven't had to break the glass uh, on Nick Tepish yet. He's kind of been in the emergency case. Is he in witness protection? It's been about, what, 10 days since he's thrown, and I know that's the good news and the bad news because you didn't have to yeah. use him, but you, you know, know you'd like to where... do some work. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm very aware that he hasn't pitched yet. Uh, it's one of those things where we haven't, you know, the games just haven't created an opportunity, you know, with him being stretched out and, uh, you know, th- having thrown, you know, I think his last outing, which is probably almost 10 days ago, you know, 95 pitches and the days keep going by. Um, and it, it's just one of those things where you, you can't really – force when it will be now he's obviously a candidate to uh to get a start here somewhere along the way and we'll see whether we have to use him probably uh for some length whether it would be today or possibly tuesday and and see if he's in the mix for a a start down the road but uh yeah you know you feel for those guys he comes up and he's back in the big leagues and and so far during his stint here he hasn't had a chance to uh get on the bump but uh yeah his time will come yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing you haven't had to use them because it means your starters are doing what you want them to do. We'll take a break, come back. More from Paul Molitor when we return on your Home for Twins Baseball. This is Chris Atterbury, and you're listening to the Paul Molitor Show on Go 96.3. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show. Jack Morris, Chris Atterbury here in studio. Paul in Kansas City. Uh, Paul, you got a little indication of what our lineup's going to look like today? Uh, yeah, you know, with the off days and the rainouts, uh, you know, it's made it a little tougher to in, try to incorporate uh, some of our bench. But uh, the one change that I made today uh, differentiates it from the other night is that I'm going to give Vargas a chance to DH today and take Robbie out. And, uh, you know, he'll be just moving right into the slot that Robbie had the other day, which was the five-hole. And everything else is going to be the same. And we got Phil Hughes uh, obviously starting today. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give that lineup a shot and see if they can go ahead and produce and give us another chance to win. 
Uh, Paul, on the Sano appeal of the suspension, is that a deal where you're just going to suddenly get a notification that, hey, he can't play today? Is that kind of a last-minute sort of thing, or will there be any timeline that you'll be able to prepare for? You know, I, I'm going to put a little bit of ignorance there in that <clears throat> the whole uh, process of MLB and how they go about setting their dates uh, of when, you know, the the appearance will take place as far as the decision they're going to make. Uh, normally, I think it's within a 10-day period where you get some kind of finality to those type of questions. As, as of yet, I haven't heard. Um, I'll probably be in communication with either Derek or Thad this morning and see if there's any updates. Most likely nothing over the weekend, and a good chance we'll find something out early on this week. As for Kenny Vargas, we saw him scrape one over the wall uh, and pick up some hits, also pick up a few walks through his first week back in the big leagues. What have you seen from Kenny, and is he uh, heading the right direction for you in terms of the hitter that, that he needs to be to help your lineup? Well, we all hope so. Um, I think there's a lot of people that would like to see him get more consistent at bats. I, I think Robbie's done a really good job and, and, and still trying to find as many at bats for him as I can. I, th- I think Kenny down in Texas kind of did what we thought uh, as far as the reports and how he was swinging, uh, <clears throat> showing a fair amount of patience, taking his walks and things like that. Um, hasn't had a, a ton of chances to hit right-handed this year, just given the matchups that they've had. I think he's probably uh, somewhere only about 15 at bats combined with what he had in Texas. So, but yeah, you know he's obviously a threat, and uh, it was good to see him get that first home run for us in, in, in the game down in Texas and, and take some good at bats and hit the ball sharply a couple of other times. So um, yeah, it, it's nice that I can mix and match. It's one thing about Kenny that he provides that we didn't have early in the year when he's not in the lineup. You gotta you gotta power bat off the bench if you need a home run potentially later, a big hit. So, um, yeah, today's going to get a chance to face Hamill, and um, hopefully Kenny keeps swinging the bat well. Paul, uh, we talked about Nick Tepish, the fact that he hasn't really seen a lot of work yet. Uh, you talked a little bit about Jose Brios and Alberto uh, Mejia. We kind of resigned to the fact that Tyler Duffy is going to be in the bullpen for at least the extended uh, future. You know, Jack, we, we talk about, you know, the fact that we we needed, you know, potentially a starter here upcoming here in the, in the fairly near future. And, you know, you look for ways to maybe put his name in that conversation and find ways to get him extended a little bit, but it would be really challenging to do that given the fact that he's played an important role down there from the right-handed side coming out of the bullpen. So, uh, you know, we talked about in spring that there's somewhere along the way we, we might have to shift in that direction, but uh, right now it sets up where – I, I I think that he's a he's a positive for us in the role that he is filling, and most likely will stay in that role here at least in the, in the near term. Hey, speaking of bullpens, did you ever think uh, in the last couple of years you'd find yourself facing a Royals team and saying, "Man, if we can just get to the bullpen, we'll be okay," because they've got the best starter ERA in the game. They've got uh, a struggling bullpen ERA. You haven't even seen their very good closer yet. It's a whole different world than what we've seen the last couple of years. Well, they've had to change, you know, some of these windows for different teams. They they close up kind of quickly in terms of, you know, what might be a sequence uh, that's working for them. We all know that, you know, the bullpen they had during their couple of World Series runs was just phenomenal, and they kind of uh, created a new model for other teams to try to copy. Um, you know, but they've lost a few people. They've traded a few people. They still have some guys that are really talented out there, you know, to have four lefties out there and, you know, you got veterans and guys like Young and Soria and then Herrera at the back end. Uh, but they're, you know, when you when you change your bullpen out, you, you it takes a while to kind of sort out how you want to use them and set people up. We're kind of going through some of those same things. 
but it's definitely a different look. And, uh, you know, so far in the games we've played them, uh, their bullpen has allowed us some opportunities with some command issues and different things like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure Ned over there on the other side is trying to figure out the best way to use his, his bullpen staff as well. I'm curious your take on this. It seems like uh, one, or, one or two wins in a row, uh, one or two losses in a row, and any team in the Central Division can be in first or last place. Uh, did you ever think that they'd all be bunched up like this after a month of baseball? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not overly surprised. Um, you know, I, I think early in the year it is, you know, gets so much attention how teams come out of the gate and who's supposed to be good and who's supposed to be not so good and. And, uh, you know, it's just sometimes it's, it's tough for teams to separate early. Um, a lot of clubs hovering around that 500 mark, not only in our division, but around the game. So, you know, you just try to hold your own. It'd be great if we were in a little bit better position, obviously, after 22 games. But, um, yeah, you know, we've seen that, you know, Cleveland's good and, and Detroit certainly is, uh, uh, a, a power veteran lineup with some outstanding starting pitching and, and uh, Chicago is a little bit of a different-looking team, but they play with a lot of confidence right now. <clears throat> a little bit surprising that Kansas City's gotten off to the start that they have, but, you know, that's okay, too, because we're, we're playing them <laughs> a lot here early. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Things change a lot throughout the course of the season, as you well know. Yeah, you guys have had a little bit to do with what Kansas City's doing also through four games. We'll take a break. Come back. One final segment. Find out what you do in Kansas City on a rainy day when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. Hey, we're Ben, Dane, and Giselle. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3. Your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to the Paul Mahler Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. We'll make some more radio memories later today. Just afternoon, Derek Falvey joins Corey Provis to handle what Danny calls those puffball questions Corey asks. That's inside Twins. And then we'll have the pregame lineup card. And then baseball, Phil Hughes, Jason Hamill. Well, Paul, you guys go to Kansas City. You come off a good series in Texas. You had one planned off day. That was Thursday. And then the unplanned off day where you counted animals and built an ark. Uh, what does <laughs> one What does one do with all that spare time in Kansas City? Uh, to be honest with you, yesterday was just kind of one of those long days and uh, didn't get out of the hotel much. I was getting set to come out to the ballpark when we got uh, word about the cancellation. Uh, spent some time with our pitching coach, Neil Allen, and, and kind of worked through how we wanted to proceed forward. Uh, checked in with our uh, our head office people and, and then kind of filled the day. I watched a lot of baseball, um, including the the uh, Cubs and the Red Sox and a little bit of the Texas game last night with the Angels. Uh, watched a little bit of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions last night. And uh did some work and kind of start working ahead on Oakland a little bit as they come into town on Tuesday. But uh, kind of a quiet day. I think some guys ventured out, but it, it was uh, it was a day that just hanging out and taking advantage of the downtime was pretty good. Paul, I know you uh, physically take care of yourself pretty darn good, uh, but I have to let you know that two postseasons back-to-back where the uh, Royals are in the, the World Series, I spent, spent plenty of time in Kansas City, and I got burnt out on barbecue uh, you, you a barbecue guy down there, or you just uh, eat whatever healthy food well, you're supposed to? You know, you know, Jack. The uh, the food in different cities and things that you have in the clubhouse. There's no question that having Texas and Kansas City back to back, we're going to have our <laughs> fill of barbecue. Believe me. So uh, uh, it's always a nice little uh, uh, you know treat to go in that direction. But you know, after a while, it gets a little hard to look at. <laughs> Amen. 
Hey, you know, yeah. you, you got one more on the road trip. You guys have played good baseball on the road. I know the, the homestand was disappointing. Phil, in particular, has pitched very well on the road. Is there anything to that or just the way, way the games have fallen? Uh, I don't put too much into that early. You know, I, I, the one thing that if we're going to you know, go out and hopefully have a competitive season, that we, we will need to play well at home. I, I'm glad that we've competed on the road. We've had a, a couple of decent trips to this point, regardless of the outcome of today's game. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, you want, you want to have confidence playing in your own home park. And uh, we, we didn't have the best of home stands, which included three of our opponents from our division. So, you know, hopefully that's something that will improve as we move forward throughout the summer. All right. Well, hopefully the weather uh, allows that to happen here today. Appreciate every Thing and uh, you can go change out of your galoshes and get on your baseball spikes. Yeah, you know, I know this is heading up that way, but hopefully come Tuesday we start getting some better weather and we'll have a nice home stand at, back there at Target Field. By right. July, Paul. I promise you, by July. We'll bring you a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You guys have a good day. <laughs> All Thanks, right, Paul. that's Paul Mahler joining us from Kansas City, and again, it does look like we'll get baseball in today. Jack, we got about a minute. The uh, the Twins, uh, again, 11-11. and 11. You could hear Paul. He was making this claim repeatedly not as good as we want to be. Felt there's been some games that slipped away. That being said, still chance to have a winning month. They've already got a winning road trip. And those are no small things when you're trying to make steps forward from a horrific loss season a year ago. You know, it's it's amazing that I notice one similarity. When the starting pitcher pitches a fairly good game, no. they have a chance to win. What? It's amazing. You should bottle so, that. Yeah, Have I you know. told they, anybody about they, that? They should maybe take a good, hard <laughs> look at that when they start drafting, guys. All right. For Jack Morris and Paul Molitor, this has been another edition of the Paul Molitor Show. A reminder, just after noon today, it'll be Inside Twins, Corey Provis and Derek Falvey, and I'm sure Danny will be chirping in Corey's ear the entire time. We'll have our pregame lineup card here for old friend Drew Butera, as well as a minor league update on who's left healthy in the minor league system, all of that, plus baseball. Coming up between the Twins and the Royals. Twins try to go 5-0 and against KC this year. It's all straight ahead on your home for Twins baseball. You have been listening to the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.